This is our third session on 1 Thessalonians 2, 17-20. But since we were orphaned from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again. But Satan hindered us, and now he's going to give an argument for why they should believe how eagerly he endeavored and wanted to come to them, but has been hindered. It isn't because he doesn't love them or that they aren't precious to him. And that he underscores with this, because for what is our hope? What is our joy? What is our crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and our joy. So last time we looked at the Thessalonians are his hope, the the Thessalonians are his joy, and they are his glory, and now we add they are his crown of boasting. And just a clarification here, crown Stephanos in Paul's language regularly means the kind of crown you get when you win a race, not the kind of crown you get when you become a king. For example, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable Stephanon. Translated wreath here, it's crown. At least it's the same Greek word. But an imperishable. So when he says crown here, the image that he has in his mind is I have run my race, I have finished my course, and the crown I will receive will be you. You. You are my crown of boasting. So I will boast before the Lord Jesus, because this crown, the Thessalonians, have, has been put on my head. So, Father, as we try to understand the boasting here, and that the Thessalonians, is it not you, are the crown of boasting, show us how to understand in our lives and in Paul what's good about boasting, what's bad about boasting. We need to get this right. I pray you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's the lesson. Don't read the Bible assuming that the words that you see, whether in another language or in English, have the same meaning in Paul that they do in your culture. The way to find out how Paul intended a word to be taken is to look up that word in all the ways Paul used it. And Paul used this word boasting in very negative ways and very positive ways. Therefore, we must make distinctions. Oh, how much confusion is caused in theological conversations with people about the meaning of verses because we don't make distinctions between the way Paul uses his words. So, here we go. The negative uses. God chose what is low and despised in the world 
even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. No, no, no. Never boast. Never, never, never boast in the presence of God. If that's the only text you had, we're done with boasting. <laughs> right? And therefore, this text just can't be. Well, we don't think like that. 1 Corinthians 3.21, so let no one boast in men. What? Like the Thessalonians? Let no one boast in men. For all things are yours, whether Paul or Paulus or Cephas or the world or life or death or presence or future, all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God. So don't boast in Paul and say, like they did in chapter one, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas. Therefore, if I have Cephas as my teacher, I'm better than those of you who have Apollos as your teacher. Don't do that. In other words, don't boast in men as though your identity or worth rises if your teacher happens to be more eloquent, which Apollos was probably among these three. He's the more eloquent. Cephas is the, the more feisty, and Paul is the more theologically astute, probably. And they're all boasting in different traits of their favorite teachers. And he says, don't do that. Why? <laughs> you are the heirs of the world. First Thessalonians 4, 7, what do you have that you did not receive? What? Nothing. Therefore, if you received it, why do you boast as though it were not a gift, as though you had not received it? Never boast in anything as though you were the originator of it. Romans 3, 27, then what becomes of our boasting? Well, isn't boasting okay? No, it's not okay. It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? Like if we got our salvation by working for it? Oh, we'd have a ground for boasting. No, it's excluded by faith. In other words, faith as the way of justification rules out all grounds in me as the source of my righteousness. Faith looks away and receives gifts. Faith receives, and therefore faith doesn't boast as the originator of our justification or anything else for that matter. Now, one more negative. Ephesians 2. By grace you have been saved through faith. Grace, faith, this is not your, this is not your own doing. It's not self-originated. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. The whole way of salvation is to get rid of boasting. Get rid of boasting out of your life, right? So that, that's a lot of negative texts about boasting. Should make us allergic to the word. I'm allergic to the word. I don't like to use this word for human achievements. However, we are Bible people. 1 Corinthians 1.30, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. Not yourself. You didn't put yourself in Christ. Who became to us wisdom. Christ is our wisdom from God. He is our righteousness. He's our sanctification. He's our redemption. So that 
as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Boast in the Lord because he's the originator of your being in Christ. He's your wisdom. He's your righteousness. He's your sanctification. He's your redemption. You're not. So that's the ordinary use of boasting, right? I did it. Well, get rid of that, but don't get rid of this. Boast in the Lord. Galatians 6.14, far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world was crucified to me and I to the world. Okay, it's okay to boast in the instrument by which you die to boasting in the world. The cross is the one instrument that makes all good possible for sinners. Therefore, if we are to have any good at all, it will not come from us sinners. It will come from Christ crucified. So if we're going to boast, let's boast in the instant by which we die, Christ is exalted, and good comes to undeserving people. 2 Corinthians 1.12 Our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity. So he's boasting in his behavior. Hmm. And we behave with simplicity and godly sincerity, not. This, this behavior didn't come by means of earthly wisdom. How did it come? It came by grace. Ah, so the fruits of grace can be boasted in. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 11.30 If I must boast, I will boast in the things that show my weakness. Get it? If my weakness is highlighted and Christ's strength is exalted, I'll boast because my calling is to boast in the Lord. So if there are traits about me that are weak in order to make him look great, I'll boast in those, because my goal is to make him look great. Here's the way he says it at Corinthians 12, 9. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. So what's Paul's conclusion? Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. Why? Well, how can that be legitimate? I thought you weren't supposed to boast. Yes, you are, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. If you want to magnify the power of Christ, you boast in what calls attention to the power of Christ, which in this case happens to be Paul's insults, hardships, weaknesses. So we've just seen, what, one, two, three, four, five texts that say boasting is good, and we've seen one, two, three, four, five texts at least that say boasting is horrible. So how will we put it together? For what is our hope and joy 
And crown of boasting, is it not you? So, God's gracious enabling of the Apostle Paul to become a kind of person at Thessalonica, announce the mighty gospel, and see these people converted and brought to Christ and be conformed so to Christ that they could rejoice in affliction without making shipwreck of their faith, he says, will be before the Lord at the last day his crown. That is, they will be, they, they will be evidence of God's grace in Paul's ministry. They will be a reflection and a beauty of Christ in their faith, which came to them through Paul's instrumentality by grace in Paul's life and by grace in his life. And therefore, at the last day, Paul will boast, and he will not boast over the Lord. He won't boast as though he were the decisive origin of these things. He will boast in such a way that the beauty of the Thessalonians will be shown to be their Christ-likeness, and the power that brought it about will be the Lord Jesus himself. That is, he will boast in the Lord by boasting in them.